and you're very welcome back to Green Cows Don't Fly and this is chapter 16 and we're here again in the Green Room Cafe. I've got B with me. Good afternoon B. how are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm quite excited for the next chapter. Um, I, had a, I had a sneaky peek. All right, good. Loads of good stuff, is there? Loads of good stuff in there. About time. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's good. And of course, we're doing so. We're trying so. We're being very experimental today because we normally record in the mornings, but we record in the afternoons. So we should be, in theory, on it, shouldn't we? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So stand by to be even more scintillated. Sharp, can you ever. be scintillated, or can you be? Do you have to be scintillating, or do you, can you be scintillated? I don't know if you can. Actually. Don't ask me. I'm a foreign chick. I don't think you can. You can't be scintillated. You can't. You know, it sounds like one of those modern verbs. Scintillate me. That sounds yeah, like a song. Scintillate me. <laughs> You can't really, I don't think it's a verb, but then again, you know, in Formula One, people don't sort of appear on the podium, they podium, so they have a verb to podium, which is nonsense, because podium's a noun all day long. Don't ask me about English, I can't speak because it is. Brian, just rescue us, come on, please. I think you're both beyond that, whereas of course at RADA we were taught RP. Yeah, but did you actually have any acting lessons? That's why I have such wonderful projection and delivery. Giel Good often remarked on it. Um, Brian, how old are you? I'll have you know that my playing range is actually between 40 and 90. And if you don't mind I need to get on. I have a voiceover job for Covonia to do later. Chapter 16 The King's New Clothes Back at the castle, Flardas feels out of sorts. Grandolf's treachery is annoying him. He chose Grandolf personally and he never makes a mistake when choosing operatives for doing special work. China is getting on his nerves too. He's become far too sycophantic. If Flardas asked China to jump off a cliff, then he would. That's Shina who would jump off a cliff. He, Flardas, has no wish to jump off anything. Let alone a cliff. No, Okintrea. He wants people around him who can think, and show a bit of backbone. People who are go-getters. Go-getters, I think he means cake-fetchers. Ah, what, so he isn't implicated in the uh, cake-scoffing? Exactly. He's like, oh, they brought it, so it's not my fault. And isn't that true? Actually, if somebody brings you cake, um, some of the calories shake off onto them, so you don't have to absorb them when you're eating it. Something like well, that. Because they'd pick the icing off at the top. <laughs> I've never done that. Before I'm, they give you the cake. I, I've never done that, ever. Definitely Oh, no, not. I'm sure you haven't. No, nobody does that. Do you think um, Lord Sugar has cake fetches? You know, cake and sugar. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad joke. Leave me, China. I would be alone, says Flardas. Very well, sire, says China, bowing and scraping his way as he exits the room backwards. Alone now, Flardas sighs. This bloody diet is getting him down. 
after losing a stone, he is livid to find out that perhaps he may have actually put it straight back on. But he loves his chocks, so what's a tubby despot and evil interdimensional ruler to do? It's not easy. People don't understand his plight. It's tough at the top. It's tough at the top of the cake, he probably means. That almost sounded autobiographical, that last section. What, tough, tough at the top of the cake? No, the <laughs> the woes of dieting. Oh, God. <laughs> Been there, done that, lost that stone, put it back on again. Put it back on. Blamed someone else. Yeah. Shot the diet lady, not the diet lady, the Weight Watchers lady. Yeah, I haven't quite done that, but I need to get myself a flunky. And then blame a flunky, a flunky every time I, you know, flunky, a sort of a barrier and a scraper. Sycophants. Oh, okay, sorry, I'm being thick, right. Sick sycophants, rhymes with pants. Do you think, um, I think Flardars would be quite a good, um, a little figurine of him would be quite a good little cake topper, wouldn't it? It would. <laughs> you could have, have him, him and his, his bride, you, could, you know, could be on top of his little sort of wedding, cake, wedding if cake. Got, cake. If he could ever get married. If he could stay monogamous long enough. Well, he wants to smuggle women, doesn't he? So I'm sure he can yeah. <laughs> find one. <laughs> <laughs> he probably can. Oh, Congratulations, you're my bride. A pang of regret about shooting the slimming group's coordinator crosses his mind. He dismisses it because he's a right git. Nah, she was bang wrong there. Completely out of order. He has lost a stone. Possibly even more. He's sure he has. He knows he has. Maybe even two. The castle doorbell rings. I'll get it, Flardas shouts. He ambles down to the courtyard to see who's there. It's a yodel van driver. I love that how he says, I'll get it. Yeah, you would have thought one of his flunkies would have got that, wouldn't you? Ding dong. In his bedroom slippers, padding down the hallway. Yeah, and then all it is is... Get the chain chain, run the chain up, you know, poor colours goes up, yes. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> but yodel van drivers, yodel van drivers, if I may just digress. As I'm out on my daily walk around the area, of course, like every area, everybody's getting tonnes of stuff from, you know, Amazon and Next and whoever they order stuff online. These guys, right, they, they've got tonnes and tonnes of sort of packages in their cab and mm-hmm. they just stop the, they stop the van leave the engine running, leave the door open and walk up to somebody's house with two packages. You know, if I was a guy who was going to do a bank heist, I'd just wait in, I'd wait in any street, wait for the old driver to turn up, wait for him to go to the house and just jump in the van and drive away. Uh, and then go and do a bank heist. Do a bank, bank heist, exactly. <laughs> well, I suppose. <laughs> I don't think you'd um, get away with that somehow. Yeah, but it's an easy way to nick a vehicle. That's the point I'm making. And not just Yodel, other van drivers are available. And packages at the back. You'd probably make more money if you just nicked all the packages at the back. Exactly what I thought. Yes, I wonder what's in all these. I'd, be able to, I'd sort of park in a layby and rip all the packages open. Socks. Take all the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably be some but good it, stuff in there. We had um, a bank heist recently near where I live. Well, it was not really a bank heist. Ooh. It was more like right. um, some criminals. I think they removed the cash machine from the bank. A lot or of that something. about, well, yeah, with a digger or something like that, or, yeah. or a forklift yeah. truck. forklift <laughs> truck. Somebody just parked someone and let the engine run and they took. Yeah, I mean, Madness. you can imagine these things sort of trundling down the street, the high street of a little village somewhere with a, like a cash register on front of it and the, the forklift <laughs> truck and the orange light flashing around, you know. 
police queue at the back going 30. <laughs> yeah, blue lights everywhere and sirens wheeling. But going back to the yodel and, and mm. stealing his um, deliveries, his parcels, mm. you could then um, go online and sell it again mm. and um, hire yodel to re-deliver them. <laughs> That's a new kind of recycling, isn't it? Exactly. Evil recycling or something. <laughs> a little criminal enterprise. Worried about you. Parcel for King Fladas, says the yodel fella. That's me. Sign here, please, says the yodel guy. Fladas squiggles something on the little iPad thingy. It looks nothing like his signature, but the yodel guy seems happy enough. Probably if he'd, Fladas, signed Lady Gaga, the driver would have been cool about that too. Anyway, he's gone already. He's got another 325 deliveries before his shift's over. In a hurry, he is. The yodel guy, that is, not Fladas. Big shout out to the delivery drivers of the UK. You did a great job, fellas and girls. Actually, I had a really good experience with a delivery person recently. Not actually, not recently, about a couple of years ago. Mm. And um, we drove to the mountains in our car, and it was so snowy we needed chains. Right. And um, obviously, at the most steepest bit going up with the chains, the chains break. Well, mm -hmm. one. Yeah. And um, you can imagine what that's like a chain around the tyre, and now yeah. it's broken and it wrapped itself around the axle. Oh, no. God. Nightmare. Nightmare. But um, I don't know if I want to. Do I, should, do I mention the delivery company? Yes. DHL guy. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he stopped and he helped us and he said he picks up loads of people with um, broken chains. That's very nice. And, uh, but yeah, he stopped and helped us. I thought it was really, really quite sweet because yes. he didn't have to. He could have just driven past, you know, but somehow I was like, oh, the world is still okay. Yeah, it is. And, you do um, get the odd decent soul there from time to time in amongst all the bastards. <laughs> but yeah, he um, helped us jack the car up and got his fingers on around the axle together with my other half and um, they sorted it out and then we gave him wine and drove off. Ah, very nice. Well, that's, that's, made, that way, that's made me feel all warm inside. It's kind of a fuzzy, nice, peachy story. For today. Yes. Fladas knows what's in the parcel. It's the new golden waistcoat and green pantaloons he ordered online. They were a present to himself. A reward for losing a stone. He steals away to his robing room to try them on. He's going to wear them tonight to his favorite nightclub, Cleopatra's Asp. He tells himself Flardy, old boy. You are going to look the absolute dragon's bollocks in these, yes sir. He smiles happily at his reflection in the mirror. He pats his stomach. He's convinced there's a lot less of it, than there was a few weeks earlier. It doesn't wobble as much as it did. But first he has to open the box the clothes have come in. For some reason the box is the size of a washing machine, when a medium-sized jiffy bag would have done the job. Never mind. There's this sort of little zigbaggy tab thing you have to pull to open it. He grabs and pulls, but the tab tears off in his hand and nothing else happens. Nothing else to grab either, and the bloody cardboard is too thick and tough to rip apart by hand. Fuck it. He says under his breath, these boxes are useless pieces of shit, 
Well, that's a lot to unpack, quite literally. <laughs> isn't it just like that, isn't it, though? It is a bit, yeah. I, you order something and there's this massive box and there's like... Yeah. Size of a thimble. So, yes, yes, a thimble inside, and you've got something the size of your house. Can't even get in the front door. Uh, it's terrible, really, in these sort of days where we're meant to be aware of uh, global warming and saving the planet and waste and environment and everything. He goes off to the kitchen to find some scissors. He finds them, eventually, as they're not where they're normally kept, beside the picture of his late mum. Someone is in for a bollocking about that. But luckily for that person, Flardas can't be bothered just now. He wants to try on his new clothes. Grumbling, he returns to the robing room. Fifteen minutes later, he's standing in the middle of a sea of slashed cardboard holding a small plastic bag containing his purchases. Ah, at last, he says, removing the garments from the bag. He tries the pantaloons on first, but something's clearly wrong. The button in the waistband is almost impossible to fasten. Undeterred, he somehow tucks everything that's hanging over in, but he feels very uncomfortable. Still, it's likely just the newness of the pantaloons. They'll stretch after a few minutes. He ordered the comfort fit waist ones just in case the manufacturer made them to suit supermodels, or whatever. Okay, I've got a question for you, re-clothing. Go on. Why do manufacturers make all sizes different depending on which manufacturer you're buying from? What, you mean a 12 is a 10 in somebody else's? Exactly. Um, I don't know, maybe they want to save on fabric and they say it's a 12 while in fact it's a 10. Well, I wish they'd make up their bloody minds because, you see, I have been King Flordos. I have what, been that man. An evil ruler of a world trying no. to get through the fart hole. <laughs> <laughs> a slightly overweight bloke trying to fit in the clothes too small for himself. <laughs> Less cake. He picks the waistcoat up off the bed and checks the label. Made by Gareth Southgate in China. It's a large, just as he ordered. He slips his arms through the holes and does up the pearl buttons. They seem a little tight, too. However, with a bit of puffing and blowing, yanking and hauling, he's finally in. He turns to admire himself in the mirror. He suddenly sneezes. Oh dear. Three pearl buttons ping off the waistcoat, like high-velocity bullets, hitting the mirror with incredible force. The mirror shatters. Plaster falls as the buttons fly across the room and embed themselves in the opposite wall. He hears a ripping sound as the arse of the pantaloons splits in two. Each leg, and bum portion, then fall down around his ankles. There's going to be some serious trouble when he gets clothes that fit on. He's just designed um, a new evil weapon, hasn't he? Yes, the, uh, the waistcoat machine gun. <laughs> Put the waistcoat on and just sneeze and yeah. shoot, your, um, shoot your enemy. Things exploding under pressure of a sneeze do concern me because I sometimes see, and I better not mention, I better, I better not mention any specific names or anything like that, but I have seen some ageing music performers, uh, American, with facelifts, and I really do fear for them ever sneezing because if they sneeze 
That's not going to explode. I'll turn this off. I've just shared it with B, just shared who I'm talking about with B, but you'll never know. Once he's dressed again, Vladas goes to his throne chamber and bangs a massive golden gong three times. Presently Shiner arrives. For God's sake, Shiner. You took your time. What kept you? Says Vladas. Sorry, your most excellent excellency, but I was preparing some death warrants for you to sign off, says Shiner. Next time, get your finger out or you just might find yourself preparing your own, snarls Vladas. Shiner smiles nervously. And stop grinning like an idiot, snaps Vladas, or twill go badly for you. Yes, sire. Sorry, your excellency. How can I assist? Asks Shiner. If I was one of Flardy's flunkies, I'd be minding my PNQs because he's got the right rats about this, hasn't he? Just a bit. Um, I don't think I would be one of his... What do you call them, flunkies? Yeah, flunkies, yeah, flunkies. Uh, he's, he, he, Flardar just sounds like hard work. He is. And then he'll shoot you anyway. So what's the point helping him or serving him? Classic despot. He wouldn't be much of an evil ruler if he didn't do all this. That's, That's true. Actually, yeah, I might have got him right then. I want you to summon my best engineers and scientists. I cannot wait any longer. The size of the farce hole must be increased immediately. I need to confront Grandolf for his treachery, and when we meet, it'll go badly for him. Oh yes, woo ha 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 ha, says Flardas. And um, Brian, is that the uh, manic laughing technique you learnt at Rada? Don't get clever with me, young lady. <laughs> I bet Gilgood would have commented on that. Yes, he would have. Ask for that, darling. Darling. <laughs> Your wahaha was simply spellbinding. <laughs> but, sire, that may not be possible. The fast hole is very unstable and any tinkering with it could inadvertently cause the end of all things. You don't want that now, do you? It is a risk we have to take. I have my plans to implement and I'm fed up waiting, says Flardas. Yes, but, insists Shiner. Flardas waves him silent. Silence Shiner. But me no buts. If you know what's good for you Shiner. I want a bigger fast hole. I want it now and that's all there is to it, Carpeach. Says Flardas. We're back there again. <laughs> this is funny, right? <laughs> <laughs> but doesn't he sound a bit like a two-year-old evil yeah, despot? Does. I bet he's stamping his foot when he says that. I want a fossil and I want it now. Yeah, give me a bigger fossil. <laughs> Snort. What about your diet, oh great one, the one greatest one of them, that's you. The boffins say dieting's the way to go, says Shiner. Flardas brushes him off, saying, it's going to take too long that way. And even though I have lost a stone, in fact two stones actually, it's just too slow, fibs Flardas. But, says Shiner. The king shakes a finger. 
Ah uh, ah uh, ah. Uh. What did I say? Do not test my patience. Stop standing the like a man without a clue, and get cracking. There is no time to lose. We must increase the farce hole and thwart Grandolf Smith in his endeavors to feck over our plans. For when I find him, I will kill him. He will sleep with fishes before too long. Well, that's show 16 wrapped up. I know Flardy is getting very jumpy. He wants to get at Grandolf and Co. Very desperate. Um... Well, he needs to stop yes. eating so much then, doesn't he? Well, if he comes to Earth, maybe he doesn't can't get his favourite cakes anymore, food or chocolates, isn't he? Like chocolates. Yeah, well. So maybe he's just forced into um, actually doing something and not well, eating. I've, I've found of a way that they could save the world, actually. All they have to do is introduce him to Hotel Chocolat. <laughs> and he'll, he'll be in there the whole, through whole again time ever. just eating the damn thing, you know? And that's Hotel Chocolat. Now, see, this is a, this is a, this is a, this is a positive move because our clumsy attempts at sponsoring and product placement up to now have been hopeless and you saw that's no good what was the other one we did the other show Cavonia did today Cavonia yeah now we you know let's let's start Karcher yeah Karcher (laughs) let's start doing what we really need Hotel Chocolat might get freebies the Bengal Mahal you know all all these good (laughs) things in life you want free curries free curries yeah (laughs) (laughs) the Asian Spice Definitely. <laughs> Head skis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I need cat food. Can somebody please send me cat food? All right, yeah. Kitty cat. Kitty cat's quite good. No, 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 no. Mine gets posh stuff. Oh, posh stuff what? Gourmet mm. stuff? Well, kind of home-cooked. Um, catkin. <laughs> catkin? Well, any manufacturers listening, you know, just play that back and, uh, you know, we can be easily bought. No problem at all. <laughs> just send us samples. <laughs> I suppose in the meantime, we need to think of uh, vermouthing. Leaving this cafe. Aye. And remember, you can email us at gcdontfly at gmail.com and you're on all the social media sites, um, like everyone else is on the social media sites. Instagram, I think, I can't remember what we are on Instagram. I think it's green underscore don't underscore fly underscore something else. Ugh. Yeah, you, you'll find it's green cows this. don't fly. Yeah, we should do. But, you know, we're professionals. We're professionals. And, uh, yes. you know, when you're there, if it sort of see those little gold stars like us and uh, we'd be eternally Follow grateful. Us. Follow us. And actually, we're not professionals because we're not getting paid for this. No, we're so not. send us samples. We want to be professionals. <laughs> But in the meantime, we'll take, we'll, we'll take goods in kind. So until next week, uh, and I'm going to clear a room in my garage for all these freebies we're getting soon, um, it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from me and have a good week. 